Welcome to the 2021 NHL season, baby! Welcome, everyone, to the premiere of Season 3 of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, and also, on top of it being the 67th overall episode of this podcast, but also, it is the start of the 2021 NHL season, and, um, you know, a new feel uh, to the season, uh, as you just heard the the new, uh, at least what I'm going to call entrance music, I guess, for the the whole uh, show here um we have a lot of news to talk about um and we actually are we have some games to go over ain't that something um and a hell of a game at least for the blue side uh which will be the quote-unquote game of the night so if you're new to my whole formatting of how i review games whatever i'll gloss over for the most part uh, the other games, which include the uh, Penguins-Flyers game, uh, Canadians and Maple Leafs, uh, Blackhawks and Lightning, Canucks and Oilers, and then my quote-unquote game of the night, which is the one I'll go a little bit more in-depth, which those are the games I, I actually watch, uh, will be the Blues and Avs, uh, for this game. Um, and which I'll get into what my next game of the night will be, uh, which will probably be, um, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, because uh, I have, you know, a lot of stuff to cover. So uh, without further ado, dive right in here to um, a retirement, another retirement, um, and uh, it's Jay Bomeister. Uh We, we kind of saw this coming uh, after his um, cardiac episode that he had last season. Um, in Anaheim when he was sitting on the bench and then uh, his heart gave out on him uh, which thankfully you know he got uh, medical care as fast as uh, they possibly could and uh, now he's uh, with us still and um, sadly you know he has to hang him up at the age of 37 uh, but it's okay because he he ended up going out on top I mean yes uh, the Blues you know didn't really do well in the bubble but it's okay because uh they're still the last champions um before the whole uh coronavirus thing uh took took hold on everybody um but yeah so Bo Meester played parts of 17 seasons in the NHL freaking long career uh formerly drafted uh initially drafted by the Florida Panthers uh then got traded to the Calgary Flames which then after that uh found his way to the St. Louis Blues um recording 88 goals in his NHL career uh 336 assists uh in 1240 uh NHL games so uh he's he's been around the block for sure uh he is also you know he's a very quiet guy he's very very quiet uh, not much for the showmanship aspect. He's, he's there um, just to do what he needs uh, to do. And uh, he also decorated 
highly decorated. On top of the Stanley Cup in 2019, which I'm very thankful on top of the fact that the Blues organization has one now, but also the fact that J-Bo has one, uh, which definitely means that he'll be in consideration. You, you got to put him in the hall now because uh, you got the cup, which, you know, we talk about, you know, retirements and all these accolades that these guys have. It's a shame that the only the main only reason why a lot of those guys won't ever go into the hall is because they don't have a cup. Um, which sadly, Henrik Lundqvist, looking at you, uh, it's a damn shame. Um, but as for Jabo, he will most definitely go in because he's a um, triple gold. Uh, he's part of the triple gold club, uh, winning uh, world hockey championship gold in uh, 2003 and 2004, uh, as well. Oh, for the you know the world hockey men's you know the main club. Uh, for Team Canada, uh, as well as Olympic gold in 2014, and also the World Cup of Hockey in 2004 and 2018. So uh, very highly decorated is uh, J-Bo Meester. And once again, uh, I thank him for uh, everything that he's contributed to the St. Louis Blues organization um, and just the NHL as a whole. And uh, the NHL is definitely uh, better for it. So... Uh, Hopefully he does better in his uh, future endeavors and uh, stays in the hockey uh, space and uh, gives more of his wealth to uh, the youngins. Um, but yeah, that's that. And uh, going on to the waiver claims. So the Hurricanes have claimed goaltender Anton Forsberg uh, from the Edmonton Oilers. The San Jose Sharks have claimed Ford uh, Rudolph Spousers off waivers from the Ottawa Senators. The Devils claimed goaltender Eric Comrie off of the waivers from uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, National Predators have claimed defenseman Lucas Pisa off of waivers uh, from the Winnipeg Jets, which is interesting how far he's come. Uh, as a player. <laughs> um, and also, um, Corey Perry and Tyler Johnson cleared waivers. Uh, so, do with what you will with that. Uh, we have some signings. Uh, speaking of Tampa Bay Lightning, have signed for Boone Knives, or Neves, or however the hell you say his last name, uh, to a one year, two way contract worth seven hundred and eight grand at the NHL level, uh, which they didn't really specify what he'd get for uh, the AHL level, but uh, he was. Uh, at the Bolts' camp via a PTO, so I guess they impressed him enough to sign him. Uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, have signed a guy that was also on a PTO with them, Devin Shore, to a one-year, two-way deal worth 700 k at the NHL level, and he's been placed on waivers, and he probably gets cleared. Uh, the Florida Panthers have signed f- defenseman Kevin Connaughton to a one-year, two-way deal worth 700 k at the NHL level and 125 k at the AHL level, and he's uh, put on waivers uh, to be put on the taxi squad, uh, which is you technically being off of the books for the cap uh, for um, the team, but he doesn't go down to the club, uh, to the AHL club. So uh, there you go with that. Uh, Blue Jackets have signed defenseman Michael Dozato, uh, former of a PTO for them, uh, to a one-year, two-way deal worth 700k at the NHL level. Solid uh, pickup there. Uh, Arizona Coyotes signed for uh, Frederick Goche, uh, Goche uh, former of the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, to a one-year, two-way contract worth 700k at the NHL level and 150k at the AHL level. And he was also placed on waivers. A lot of these guys getting put on waivers. Uh, New York Islanders have... Uh, Finalized the contracts for uh, Matt Martin, 
and Andy Green. Uh, they put out that they signed him, but didn't really put out, or at least word got out that they were getting signed, but they didn't have the, uh, the specifics because they were waiting on Matt Barzal's deal to get dealt with and so on and so forth. So that's done. Uh, Martin is a four-year uh, deal at 1.5 million and uh, Andy Green is worth is a one-year deal 700k uh, with up to two million dollars in performance bonuses so hopefully for him he hits those bonuses but uh, that is that and uh, apparently Corey Schneider's contract is still in the works at this moment uh, we'll see how that shakes out for them uh, Devils I have re-signed for Jesper Bratt to a two-year deal. 5.5 million is the overall deal. 2.75 million is the AAV on that. Uh, Minnesota Wild have re-signed forward Marcus Foligno to a three-year deal, 9.3 million, with an average annual value of 3.1. Good pickup for them. Well, it's not a pickup because they've already had him. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks have signed defenseman Travis Hamnick to a one-year deal, 1.25 million dollar contract. Woot woot. Uh, Winnipeg Jets have signed forward Trevor Lewis to a one-year 750k contract. Solid depth there. Chicago Blackhawks have uh, re-upped the uh, contract uh, for their head coach, uh, Jeremy Connelton, to a two-year contract extension through 2022-2023 season. So congrats to them. Uh, And last but not least, uh, the St. Louis Blues have formally signed Mike Hoffman to a one-year deal worth $4 million. However, which we'll get into on the... um, the game of the night that uh, he was set to have started this game uh, against the Avalanche to start out the season, but uh, due to work visa issues, um, they he couldn't play. So he will be slated to play uh, the next game versus the Colorado Avalanche on Friday. So uh, we'll see if they can figure that out soon. Uh, getting into news... Um, Boston Bruins newses, newses, uh, um, first off, Tuka Rask, uh, came back to say, really, uh, say why he left the bubble, uh, back, uh, this past playoffs. It was mainly because, um, the health of his daughter and he needed to be home for it, which very, uh, understandable circumstances. Um, which you know goes to show you know you don't really have he don't really have to you know pe- the media expects people to you know give a rhyme a reason for everything because uh, you know you're a public figure and they expect and they expect that your entire life just be you know put out on a silver platter which you know I feel for him um, and uh, yeah it's it's a shame that that happened and you know. <laughs> A lot of people are giving shit. I want to say that I gave him a little bit of shit, too. And, uh, you know, apologize. You know, didn't know what was going on. But at the same time, it's not our, not our place to know. Uh, even though he's a public figure, you know, he, he you know, he, he, you got to draw a line somewhere, you know. And families should certainly be um, that line uh, to not have to cross. But uh, and a little bit more of a upper mood here also with the Boston Bruins uh well throughout the entire NHL for this one though um January 18th is the um Martin Luther King Day in the states um 
And this year, January 18th, um, the NHL will be putting a tribute to not only um, Willie O'Ree, which is the, f- the first uh, black uh, NHL player in uh, history, along with Martin Luther King. Uh, they'll be putting a, uh, a special decal on the back of everyone's helmets. Um, well, also, ironically, January 18th was also the day that uh, Willie O'Ree uh, laced up, you know, well, his first game as a Boston Bruin, which is also quite interesting. Um, so on the 16th, all the games on January 16th and ending on the final day of Black History Month, which is on February 28th, uh, they'll be having these a celebrating equality with the picture of uh, Willie O'Ree on the back of all the helmets. Um, so that's great. And also... With that said, February 18th, uh, Boston Bruins will be retiring number 22, uh, which was uh, Willie O'Ree's jersey number, um, and raising it to the rafters. Uh, so congrats to Willie O'Ree. Um, and back to, and for some, you know, that's wholesome stuff. Now we have a little bit of funny shit. Uh, not to say that people are getting in debt funny shit, but... Uh, because of the, who it is, it is kind of funny. So, uh, San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane has filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Uh, cue the, the Michael Scott uh, little thing where he's saying, I declare bankruptcy. Um, so, he apparently has six active lawsuits filed against this, against him, along with a listed debt of $26.8 million, which came out not entirely as gambling debts a lot of its gambling debts but also it's uh i want to say a a couple of those a couple of that is um settlements for the various uh lawsuits filed against him um which is I, i mean it's not funny but i just find it interesting how this guy well also you know uh if you haven't listened to the fourth line goons uh, hockey podcast and uh, basically anyone else that has you know puts two and two together uh, when uh, the whole Logan Paul thing with like oh I want to box you blah 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 thing came about uh, with news like this kind of come kind of makes sense that uh, he'd want to get that cash grab you know try to pay some of these debts as fast as he can because um, yeah that seven mil that he gets per year I mean he He'll be, uh, if he was paying straight out of his pocket for that, if he gave every cent that his NHL contract gives him, not including any kind of uh, sponsorships or anything like that that he has, um, he'd have to work straight for, like, quick math, about almost four years straight of just giving up his salary uh, to pay all those debts. Uh, That's also not including if there's any interest on that, which I don't know if there is or not, but... Uh, yeah, hopefully he figures this shit out, though. Um, but yeah, back into uh, uplifting. It's a little bit up and down, up and down. Uh, Arizona Coyotes have named uh, Shane Doan uh, as the, uh, Chief Hockey De- Development Officer. Chief Hockey Development Officer. So his job will be supporting the club's business and hockey operations department and advising on major club decisions and initiatives. So, um... Hopefully that involves, you know, just moving the 
the team forward as they uh, make this last hitch effort, it seems, to uh, be worth a damn. Because, uh, believe you me, I'm I'm getting on the Yotes wagon, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm giving them the love, you know. Got the old Kachina jersey packed up in my storage unit. I, I do plan on dusting it off very soon, I hope. Uh, sooner rather than later. Um... And, uh, word has it, that the Arizona Coyotes be one of the very few franchises, at least right out the hop of the gate, uh, to actually have games that you can attend, um, which I also just so happens that they are in the same division as one St. Louis Blues. Also happen to be in the same division as one Vegas Golden Knights. So I may have to find my way to Arizona, perhaps. Uh, we'll see. Um, it's all about the logistics of it, and uh, we'll just have to wait and see on that. Um, if so, I'll make sure to document that. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, congrats to Shane Doan. Um, and also congrats to Mike Milbury for getting fired from uh, NBC. <laughs> um, after his uh, numerous disparaging remarks against women... And uh, just just being an absolute ignoramus as a whole. Real piece of garbage. Real piece of fucking garbage, I tell you. Uh, Mike Milbury. Um, which I also wish that they were putting uh, Pierre McGuire on the freaking uh, chopping block. But hey, you know, I'll take it as a win. Uh, Mike Milbury being fired. Uh, so he's done. So now the... Lineup for commentators for NBC Sports as a whole for this season. Uh, so play-by-play guys will be Kenny Albert, John Forslund, Brendan Burke, Mike Tirco, Gord Miller, John Walden, and Randy Hahn. Analysts being Eddie Olchek, Brandon Boucher, Pierre McGuire, woo-woo, uh, AJ Malesko, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, Keith Jones, and Anton Anson Carter. And in studio commenters being Catherine Tavern, as per usual, Liam McHugh, uh, Keith Jones, Anson Carter, Patrick Sharp, whoot whoot, uh, Mike Babcock, uh, so uh, Mike for Mike, there you go, uh, Ryan Callahan, uh, Dominic Moore, and then insiders being Bob McKenzie and Darren Drager of TSN, so whoot whoot. Um, there's that. Uh, also, uh, we have two outdoor games in... Uh, February, February 20th uh, and February 21st at Lake Tahoe. Uh, no fans in attendance. Uh, we have Golden Knights and Avalanche on the 20th um, and then Flyers vs. Bruins on the 21st. So, uh, there you go. Uh, wish the Blues were going to be outside like they were supposed to this year, but it is what it is. We'll, uh, we'll get it next year. But, uh, but yeah, Moving on to the not just three for three on captaincy vacancy picks, but also four for four. I already mentioned, I want to say, I can't remember if I put Ryan O'Reilly as my number one of one, but I certainly know that the pick that I had for Minnesota for Jared Spurgeon called that not, you know, gloating or anything. But also Detroit Red Wings naming Dylan Larkin. Just saying I called that. Um, totally not being humble at all. 
37th captain in franchise history, Luke Glendening and Franz Nielsen will be the alternate captains. Alternate, not assistant. And uh, Mark Stone will be named the first captain in Vegas Golden Knights history. So once again, bang, bang, called it. Um, So yeah, congratulations to Mark Stone and uh, Dylan Larkin. And before we... We're we're getting there, folks. We're getting there to the ad break. Um, We have, I guess, an, an answer to my question that I had about two episodes ago about what is the breakdown of the... Like, what's the story about conferences and all that since I guess they're not doing conferences this year about how the Stanley Cup playoffs would shake out with like bracketing so NHL 21 uh, ran a little playoff simulation to once again stroke the freaking the ego of Colorado Avalanche fans everywhere since everyone's on the freaking Colorado Avalanche wagon um, so they picked them to win the cup versus the Bolts Tempe Lightning in the finals but uh, I was wondering, like, so is North Division versus who and so on and so forth. So to answer the question, according to the playoff simulation, it will be the Central Division and the East Division on one side of the bracket. And it will be the North Division and the West Division and the other side of the bracket. So there's a potential for all the Canadian teams to verse either the Golden Knights, the Avs, the uh, Kings or the Blues or anyone else, which ironically, the teams that they have, oh, I find funny, that the teams that they have on here, not necessarily saying that Tampa, uh, Columbus, Dallas, Cal- uh, Carolina, Philadelphia, uh, Rangers, Bruins, and Caps making it on the eastern side of the board, but on the western side of the board, they have the Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues, Vegas Golden Knights. They have the Edmonton Oilers. They have the Vancouver Canucks. They have the Montreal Canadiens. They have the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then they have the Los Angeles Kings, of all people. I would have expected maybe like the Arizona Coyotes or, you know, the Arizona Coyotes. But it is what it is. Uh, And it's only a simulation. It's not real... I have no stock in that whatsoever, because they also say that the uh, the Maple Leafs would make the conference, or well, the quote unquote conference finals, uh, versus the Avs, which uh, I don't. Well, I mean, it's a probability, but uh, I mean, perhaps I guess. But uh, I find it interesting that they would have the Blues lose out in the first round to Vegas. I'm just, I'm just saying that's kind of a kind of interesting. But hey, it's okay. Blues fans, it's okay because they they always keep sleeping on us, but it's okay because you know we we thrive under under that uh that forgetfulness. But uh but yeah, um, speaking of St. Louis Blues, so since the season is officially started, they can finally put Tarasenko, Vladimir Tarasenko, on long-term injured reserve. So that means his money is freed up, and it also means that's one less spot on the roster. So now uh, Jordan Cairo. And uh, Mackenzie McEachern, well, yeah, Jordan Kyrie, we'll talk a lot about him in a little bit. Uh, but Mackenzie McEachern also made the uh, 
have been recalled from the taxi squad because they were on that uh, for tax reasons, not tax reasons, uh, cap reasons, but uh, yeah, and they will be eligible to be playing tonight. I don't remember if McEachern played today, but I know Kyrou did, but but yeah. With that said, we'll uh, take a quick break and we'll dive into some games, baby. Alright folks, we're back. So, um, diving into some games here. Um, first off, we have the Penguins versus the Flyers. Uh, first of eight uh, Battles of Pennsylvania going into the first period. Uh, Mark Jankowski uh, starting off the, uh, the goal parade uh, <laughs> uh, for the, well, not for the Penguins, but uh, just for the whole game itself uh, at 5:12 in the first period with uh, Brandon Tanev and uh, Jamie McCann, oh Jared McCann, my bad, um, making it one nothing pens. But then uh, James Van Reemsdyke uh, ties it up at 15:11 with uh, Eric Gustafson and Joel Farabee, uh tying that up on the power play. And then Noel Pat, uh, no Nolan Patrick uh, makes it two one Flyers at 19:52 in the first with uh, Gustafson and Farabee. Uh, getting the assist on that on the power play as well, and then Sidney Crosby on the power play uh, ties her up at 3:39. Second, uh, Joel Farabee uh, makes it 3-2 Flyers with uh, Kevin Hayes uh, getting the only assist on that. Brandon Tanev ties it up 3-3 with Mark Jankowski getting the assist at 3:01, and then uh, Mark Raffle with uh, Scott Lawton and uh, Abel Kubel at. 537 in the third, making it 4-3 Flyers. And then uh, Oscar Limbaum, glad to see him on the ice, uh, with Travis Konechny getting the assist and Sean Couturier at 1214, uh, making it 5-3 Flyers. And then Kevin Hayes makes it 6-3 Flyers with Joel Farabee and Claude Giroux getting the assist on that at 1234 in the third period, making it 6-3 for the Flyers, uh, ending this game out. 34-25 are the shots uh, in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, power play went two for three for the Flyers as the Penguins only went one for three. And um, you know, shot breakdowns, uh, first and third periods went to the uh, Penguins. Uh, and, well, all three periods actually went to the Penguins uh, as a whole, but it's the, uh, the Flyers making theirs. Uh, count more so uh, one nothing for the Flyers against the Penguins this year uh, moving on to the Canadiens Maple Leafs the only game today that went um, into overtime uh, we have the breakdown Nick Suzuki opening up scoring for the game uh, for the Canadiens making a one nothing Montreal at 12.49 in the first period on the power play with uh Jonathan Duran and uh, Jeff Petrie getting the assists on that. And then Willie Nylander with Justin Hole and John Tavares tying it up at 15.56. And then Josh Anderson, the guy that uh, people are like, oh, why in the hell did you trade Max Domi for this plug? Uh, freaking making it 2-1 Montreal, 19.36 with uh, Duran and Petrie getting the assists on that. Uh, Thomas Tatar uh, makes it 3-1 Montreal with uh, Romanov and Weber getting the assist at 7:20 on the power play. Uh, Willie Nylander strikes again, makes it three. Well, it will be 3-2 Montreal. Uh, 18 uh, 
minutes flat on the power play, and then John Tavares subsequently after ties up the game at uh, 19-21 uh, on the power play with Marner and Matt Anderson getting the assists on those. Uh, Josh Anderson comes back and be like, Max, Max Domi who? Who's this guy? I don't know who he is. He's not here anymore. Uh, makes it 4-3 Montreal with Joel Edmondson and Jonathan Duran getting the assist at 103 and a third uh, with a wrist shot. Uh, Jimmy VC scores his first as a uh, Maple Leaf at 10:33. Ties it up 4-4 with Willie Nylander getting the assist on that, and we go to overtime, which then at 3:24 in overtime, uh, Morgan Riley. Uh, wins it for the uh, Maple Leafs with John Tavares and Austin Matthews getting his only point in the game, uh, which also made note that this is the first time in Austin Matthews' uh, career that he didn't score in a Leafs opening game of the season. So, uh, not saying anything's uh, a little tricky, but uh, it's kind of kind of interesting. Uh, even though there's not, there's not really any stock behind that. This is kind of Kind of funny, but uh, yeah, and uh, shots 34 32 in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs as a whole. Um, both teams hit uh, two times in the power play, only uh, the Canadians went two for three, while the Leafs went two for four. And uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, on to the next game Blackhawks versus Lightning. Good fucking lord. <laughs> um, for a second there, like. They, first off, spoiler alert, the Lightning scores five, they score five in a row. And, uh, yeah, it, this this game was very lopsided, um, to say the least. Uh, first, let's just let's go over it uh, real quick. First period, Andre Pallad, uh scores in the power play with Victor Hedman and Stamkos getting the assist. one nothing, 10-39, not a big deal. Matthew Joseph. Uh, makes it 2 nothing Tampa Bay uh, with Alex Korn and Sorelli getting the assist on that. Uh, Anthony Sorelli gets his own goal at uh, 17.57 with uh, Cernak and Kalorn getting the assist. And, uh, second period, make, uh, Stamkos makes it 4 nothing at 9.56 on the power play. Not a big deal with Point and Hedman. How are you? Uh, Reagan Braden Point at 6.45, third period, 5 nothing with Stamkos and Sergachev. And then Dylan Strom's like, listen, all right, we get it, we suck, but here, we're going to make it to where you don't have a shutout. Here you go, on the power play with Andrew Shaw and uh, Adam Bokvist at 16.36, makes it 5-1 Tampa Bay, and that's your game. Shots 33-23 in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, face-off, 50-50. Interesting. Uh, one for three in a power play, the Hawks were, and the uh, Bolts were two for four on their power play. Um, not really much to say other than the fact that this is going to be a hellish year for you Blackhawks fans, and I am all for it. <laughs> um, yeah, bias, bias aside, though. It was, it was kind of funny, though. Um, next up, we have the Can- uh, Vancouver Canucks versus the Edmonton Oilers. First period. Uh, the only goal, uh, only goal of the game, oh, goal of the period. My bad. Uh, Bo Horvat at 15:32, uh, with uh, Tanner Pearson getting a lone assist at 15:32 in the first. Second period, Ky- Kyler Yamamoto gets it all tied up at 5:39 in the second period with Leon Draisaitl getting the assist, uh, and then um, Hoglander from the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, 
at 17, uh, 19. Makes it 2-1 Vancouver with Tanner Pearson and Bo Horvat getting the assist. Uh, third period's when uh, the goals start running and coming. Uh, Darnell Nurse ties it up at uh, at 10 seconds in the third period with Cassian and Bear getting the assist. Uh, Adam Gardet uh, makes it 3-2 Vancouver with Antoine Roussel and Travis Hamnick at 153. Uh, Bach Besser with Quinn Hughes getting the assist on that at 344, makes it 4-2 Vancouver. Uh, Adam Larson at 818. Makes it 4-3 Vancouver uh, with Jones and Cahoon getting the assists on that. And lastly, Brock Besser uh, scores uh, again with uh, Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes uh, to make it 5-3 Vancouver at 13-46. Uh, shots on goal for this game, 35-31 in favor of the Canucks. Uh, final score, 5-3. Uh, and neither team scored in the power play is what it is and now the, the one that you're you're here for if you uh if you're if you care about the blues or the avalanche um if you're here for the fun times for this game then you're here for the blues if you're here for the the blues part you're here for the avalanche uh if that makes sense to you if not make it make sense but, uh, but yeah, so as I mentioned, Mike Hoffman couldn't play tonight since his work visa wasn't approved at the moment. Uh, once again, Dark Armstrong has came out to say that they should have him by Friday uh, for that game. Uh, hopefully that's the case, but they didn't really need him today as uh, the uh, score showed them that. Um, which, you know, it, it's good because not only did we not have Tarasenko, but we also didn't have Hoffman, and we and they still put up some pretty good numbers, uh, to say the least. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. First period, uh, Marcos Candela hooks Brandon Saad at 101 in the game. Not a good look. Right out of the gate. Uh, and then Sammy Blay elbows Devin Tays at 443, which then uh, Tays had to go into the, the, black, uh, the black room. Dark room, whatever you want to call it, for the concussion protocol. Make sure he's all good to go. He ended up coming back in the game, which is good to see. Uh, and at 4:55 on the power play um, that Blay uh, created for the Colorado Avalanche, uh, Andre Burakovsky nets the power play goal and the only Avalanche goal of the game with JT Comfort getting, and uh, Nazem Kadri getting the assist at 4:55. And then it's always sunny in St. Louis. Uh, Oscar Sunquist ties it up 1-1 at 9:32 after a nice touch-to-touch, freaking just tape-to-tape, beautiful passes uh, from Thomas to Schwartz to Sunquist, freaking, and Sunquist takes a spill in the corner, but it's okay because it's tied up. It's all good to go. Whole new game. Uh, and then Jordan Cairo, remember remember him? I, I, told, I told you I was going to talk about him a lot. Well, here he is, Jordan Cairo. Uh, one touch pass uh, to Bozak. Bozak, one touch pass to back to uh, Cairo uh, after uh, Sanford gets it to Bozak in the zone. At 13-15, Cairo pots are in, makes it 2-1 blues. Beautiful, wonderful. Uh, and then Gabriel Landeskog trips up uh, Tyler Bozak at 16-12 to round out the first period. Shots 18-5 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. And uh, that first period was absolute interesting uh, for the... I mean, other than that first goal, but, you know, the, uh, well, at, least, at least the first period here, 
shows, even though it was, it was still a pretty good effort, it kind of shown a little bit that the PK for the Blues was a little, okay, a little sleepy. But also that the uh, Avalanche 5-on-5 versus the Blues 5-on-5 seems kind of sleepy. But at least for the shots for the second period, it starts to turn around for, for the most part for the Avalanche, at least in the shots. Uh, Bortuzzo gets two penalties, uh, not at the same time. So if he at 7.35, he gets a penalty for closing his hand on the puck, get, gets that one killed, good to go. Bortuzzo comes back into the box shortly thereafter uh, for holding Max Calvert at 13.27, also kills that off, great, wonderful. And then uh, Nazem Kadri cross-checks uh, Ivan Barbashev at 14.34, no scoring in the second period, shots 15.6 in favor of the Colorado Avalanche. Third period, uh, first off, not only... Kyle Clifford making number 13 a popular thing now um, for the Blues. First time I want to say since I remember starting watching hockey, at least Blues hockey, that I've ever seen number 13 for the Blues on the ice before. And for those that don't know me, I wear number 13 on all my jerseys that I get. Mainly because it's deemed an unlucky number and I just happen to like that irony. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that's my number. That's number thirteen, and that's Kyle Clifford's number. And uh, not only that, uh, he's also it's his birthday today. And uh, well, not today. It was yesterday on the thirteenth. Happy birthday! Um, but yeah, number thirteen on the thirteenth on his birthday. Snets his first as a blue at six oh six with Ivan Barbashev, making it three uh, one. St. Louis Blues. Uh, woot woot. And then last but not least, Oscar Sunquist nets his second on the game at 14:22 with uh, Robert Thomas, Robbie T. Getting the alone assist on that uh, at 14:22 to make it 4-1 Blues, and that's your game, baby. Uh, shots 9-7 in favor of the Blues. Uh, Blues power play went over to uh, PK three for four. The Avalanche power play went one for four, PK two for two, and the overall shots 32-27 in favor of the St. Louis Blues. Now, with that said, I will say this: I saw a lot of people griping, and I will I will say it is a problem because which I'll also get into the Fox Sports Midwest thing in a second because their next game is on Fox Sports Midwest. Um. And if you also have, if you also aren't a Blues fan, but you have a team that has a Fox Sports uh, regional network as your source of watching the games, I feel I will, you know, you know, express your pain in a second. But um, first off, NBC Sports needs to put a shot clock on a shot, yeah, a shot clock counter. Oh, a shot counter, yeah, not a shot clock, a shot counter for the broadcast. They have gone so long without having one. It's absolutely stupid. And that's the one thing I really love about the Fox Sports whatever regional one you you watch. Um, for me, it's Fox Sports West because that's the one the Blues are on. But they have the, na- the whatever initials for whatever city they're playing for. They have 
the amount of goals that the people scored, and then they have the shots on goal that each team has, like as close to real time as they can, which NBC doesn't have. And every once in a while, they'll like be like, "Oh, this this team has this many shots. This team has this many shots." And a lot of times they'll wait unless it's like a last like lot. It's like a lopsided affair where like in the first period, for example, freaking uh, St. Louis had 18 shots to Avalanche's five. And uh, when they showed it, it was like 17 to like four or something like that. And they're like, wow, that's a lot of shots for the Blues, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, they um, they need to put a shot clock, uh, a shot counter, not a shot clock. It's not basketball. Shot counter, please, and thank you. But also, you know, seeking my, my sights back on the whole Fox Sports regional network bullshit. They really need to figure out the whole... I mean, I guess at this point, it's not even... It seems to be a lost cause because the seasons have started. Because not only it's not only NHL that are on that. And, right, NBA's on there, too. And it looks like they're not going to try to fix that. So I'd suggest that either, A, you find a nice bar you want to go and watch all your games at. B, either try to go to the games in person if you possibly can. Or C, listen to it on the radio like back in the... Back in the days before TV even existed, or you find one of those uh, shit, oh, illegal streams, or you go and switch in the, to another provider if you can. Um, but um, yeah, I know next next game is on Fox Sports Midwest. I do look forward to having you know Darren Pang and John Kelly on the call. Uh, instead of, uh, I want to say it's Kenny Albert and A.J. Molesko. Although I will say A.J. Molesko is actually pretty good on the, on the old, uh, the old call. Um, it's definitely a breath of fresh air versus Pierre. Um, that's for sure. So, uh, more of her, please. Um, but, yeah, um. This was uh, day one of the season. Only 55 more of these. Uh, well, 55 more games until the uh, postseason if your team uh, makes the cut. So uh, let the odds be ever in your favor. And um, that has been it. Um, I want to say the next episode I plan to do will probably be Tuesday. Yeah, I'm going to say Tuesday. Uh, I know my times have been kind of screwy because I keep trying to, like, figure out what day, what games are on what, whatever. Um, so we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do Tuesday. And we're going to do, for the game of the night, uh, Dallas Stars versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, those will be my games to, uh, to watch. And then uh, I'll probably... Do I'm probably not gonna end up doing a episode on the, the next night, um, but the 19th I will aim to have a episode out for that, um, and also in the near future I don't know if you have watched my uh, YouTube channel um, before. If you know who that is, Easy Hockey Reviews on YouTube. Um, it's been dormant, to say the least, um, for the past couple of months. 
um, for reasons, you know, called the desert. Um, I'd be uh, keeping a close eye. Uh, there might be some activity. Perhaps. Uh, not so distant future. Not so distant future. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be like, you know, like I did last time I had this whole thing happen where I was like building up and like, oh yeah, I'm coming back to this, this and this. No, I'm just gonna just come out, drop an episode. Not even gonna promote it. Just be like, yep, drop, done. But, um, but yeah, I'll be coming soon. Not gonna say when, but whenever it comes, it comes. But, um, but yeah, that's been it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on your favorite, uh, podcasting service whatever they may be um since we're on all these ones i kind of lose track but it's okay um because you know as long as you listen you know it's okay it's all good but um yeah i'll catch you all in the next one uh, i'll catch you on tuesday uh and i'll catch you all in the next one thank you very much <laughs>